One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for assuming your friends would pay for your birthday meal? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not giving up my seat on the bus since I'm literally missing a leg? I had a little situation at home, so I moved in with my cousin in New York City. I'd like to mention that I lost my leg from sepsis a couple years ago. I have a prosthetic now, but I get really tired and ache when I use it for a while. This was after I graduated high school, so obviously I'd never taken a bus since then. After moving here, I was delighted to find out about the disabled seats. On the buses here, not sure about the trains, I avoid them because of all the homeless people, their seats where disabled people can sit. Abled body people legally have to give up their seats if they sit there and a disabled person asks for their seat. I was on the bus last evening when it was filling up a bit. A pregnant lady saw me and asked for my seat in broken English. I told her I needed the seat and she looked me up and down to I guess try and figure out what my disability is. The man next to me said, for freak's sake. He gave her his seat and said to me, that was pretty crappy of you, she shouldn't have even had to ask. I told him I needed the seat because I was tired and he said, she's probably tired all the time, buddy. He said he could tell I just moved here, but legally I need to give up my seat when disabled people ask for it. I told him I was tired and he said that I could just hold onto a pole or wait for another seat to open up. He said if I fall, I'd maybe get a bruise, but if she fell, she'd risk losing her baby. I told him I really need the seat, and he said, you literally don't. I rolled my eyes and pulled up my pant leg to show him my prosthetic. I was expecting him to feel bad and apologize, but he showed me no empathy and told me, you're in New York now, use your dang words, we can't read your mind. I got off at my stop and vented to my cousin via text. He said, dude, this city's gonna eat you alive if you don't learn better communication skills. Doesn't matter who's in the wrong if the whole situation could have been avoided by using your words. Knowing you, I'm half convinced you waited until the last second to say something just to cause drama. I said I'd just post on here then, and he sent, well, that explains a lot. I asked him what he meant, and he left me on red. Am I the jerk? Obviously, I think OP felt pretty uncomfortable as far as sharing about their disability, but I kind of agree with what both people said. I hate to say that you have this expectation to reveal and show your disability to other people, but at the same time saying, I'm tired, you are going to get absolutely roasted, called out and a number of other potential things for saying, I'm tired. It just makes you look even more like an inconsiderate jerk. You don't even have to like passive aggressively show them. Just say that you have a hard time because you have a prosthetic leg. It sucks that you have to disclose that, but it would have made this thing a whole lot more straightforward. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for saying my daughter will have more? I have a daughter, 15-year-old female, and I'm dating a woman who has two kids. 14-year-old male and 16-year-old female. We've met each other's kids, and I can say her children are very pleasant and nice. I've taken more of an uncle or mom's friend approach with them. I'm not trying to be their father or anything, even though their biological father is not in the picture. My girlfriend wants to get married, and I really love her, but before I do something like this, I need to see how this is going to affect my daughter. My daughter is very fortunate, and me and her mother try our best to give her all the tools to excel in life. These tools are not necessary, but I do think they can give you an advantage in life. She goes to a private school, has private lessons on the instrument, and also takes art classes in her school. 
My niece, who was recently born, is deaf. So all of us are using sign language classes? Because she's my only daughter, she has her own room and is accustomed to her own space. And she also has an art studio in our apartment. It was a three-bedroom apartment. I don't mind working from my bedroom, so I let her turn what was supposed to be my office into a studio. Yes, her mother and I spoil her a bit, but we make sure that she's aware of her privileges and that she's an overall good person, which turns out to be going well. My girlfriend is a single parent, so her kids are not enrolled in programs or in a private school, but she was talking about moving in together and marriage and I said, does it make sense to move in together because my daughter is going to most likely have more things? I feel like the kids leaving together might cause some resentment because I cannot imagine living with someone with all of these that I do not have access to. If I was in that situation, I would think it unfair. I'm only able to give this lifestyle to my daughter because her mother is here to help. I can't give this lifestyle to another child. And I'm not going to change my daughter's lifestyle for my girlfriend. I pour all of my money into my daughter and my savings. So it's hard to want to come together when our family dynamics are so different. My girlfriend thinks I'm being condescending, but I'm not trying to be mean or say her children are resentful. What I said is that if I were a child living in this position, I would feel like it was unfair because my sibling, even though Step, would get all these things while I didn't. Am I being a butt? I think if OP continues to spend all of their money solely on their daughter while having intentions of having these people move in and kind of not necessarily be a true blue family, but like clearly kind of a blended family type thing would that not make op the jerk for saying listen you guys are here and you're living under my roof and we're living together and i am with your mom but i'm still spending all of my money on my daughter i think if anything this is indicative of op not being ready to commit to that kind of thing i think it sounds like op and their partner are kind of on two different pages as far as wants our next story is am i the jerk for calling my ex-wife out for preferring her daughter over our sons My ex-wife and I have been divorced and she had an 11-year-old daughter. We have a 15 and 17-year-old together and split custody. It's obvious that their mom prefers their half-sister over them. She does things one-on-one with the girl. She buys expensive gifts for her. She lets her have friends over. I called her out on it and she defended herself and said she loved her children equally. She spent more time with her youngest because she was younger and because she was interested in her mom's hobbies. My ex-wife never adjusted well to an all-boy household, and that was a major reason for our divorce. I can't help but think that she's continued to have that issue. She and her husband refused to talk about the issue, and now only talk about custody time. Am I the jerk? Edit, both of my boys are in sports. Their friends' moms are very interested in them. Meanwhile, my ex goes to one or two games if they ask her to go. She wouldn't go to a game if they didn't ask, but she never misses her daughter's events. She doesn't spend one-on-one time with the boys. She likes dropping them off to hang out with friends. She doesn't help them with school, even though she could easily do so. She got them a tutor, but she spends time teaching her daughter who is already ahead in school and doesn't need the extra help. The boys... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You've noticed, and I can tell they wish their mom was more like their friend's moms. Even if she's technically what teenage boys want in a mom, to not bug them about things and let them hang out with friends. I mean, could it be just a subset of the daughter is there full time? So it's normal to create these habits and these routines where you're doing all of this stuff one on one with the kid that you have around all the time versus the kids who do come over only occasionally. I guess I'm also just wondering how much the boys are genuinely complaining here. Are they actually feeling neglected? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my grandpa's wife's sister that my cousins, siblings, and I are not her sister's grandkids, which is why they couldn't get us into the grandkid photo? The title might be confusing, so let me explain. My dad's dad, grandpa, is married to a woman called Joan. Grandpa and Joan married when my dad and aunt were kids. Their mom had died and my grandpa and Joan really made a mess of how they introduced Joan. There has always been bad blood between my dad aunt and joan there used to be between them and grandpa but some of that got worked out enough that by the time we their kids were born grandpa was allowed some contact with us it was really only once or twice a year at most we saw joan way less and she was never viewed as a grandparent by any of us she was never referred to as a grandparent she was just joan the lady grandpa was married to grandma is their mom who we never got to meet we're all teenagers now I'm 16 and my brothers are 14 and 13 and my cousins are 15 and 14. I guess Joan has some health issues or she was sick for a while, I'm not sure. But she has been in and out of the hospital over the last few years apparently and so Joan's sister decided she was going to organize for a photo to be taken of all of her grandkids together so she could have it with her. Joan's sister tried to get us to be a part of it but we all said no. She actually reached out to me and my oldest cousin, 15 years old, to ask on social media. She sent us both the same message basically asking why. My cousin ignored it, but I responded that we're not her grandkids and none of us consider her a grandparent, so we're not going to agree to be in the photo. She went nuts on me and my dad had me block her and then he called grandpa and yelled at him for it. Some of what she said though, She made a point saying we're all old enough to want to know someone who never did anything wrong by us and always tried to be welcoming and loving. I guess it made me wonder if I'm the jerk for what I replied with. I don't think Gopi's the jerk here because realistically, it's not a genuine relationship and it's also not a relationship that they want anything to do with. If they don't want to be in that photo, there's no legitimate reason for them to be. I think that's pretty end of story. Our next story is, am I the jerk for reducing my parents' allowance by whatever amount they share with my siblings? My parents live in a less developed country than I do. My siblings and I all live in North America or Europe. When I got my new job, I did my budget and saw that I could send home roughly $1,300 a month without it affecting my personal comfort. I would still be able to save for my future and my mom and dad could retire. So when I was home, I set up a joint account for us. That way I could see if they needed more and make sure that they were not getting scammed or anything. After about a year and a half, I started noticing that there was a $200 transfer every month. I asked them about it and they said he was having difficulties with his budget so they were helping him out. My brother doesn't need help, he's a scholarship student. He actually receives a stipend from my home government to study abroad. What he wants is money to party, so I reduce the amount I give them by $200. Obviously, they don't need it, as they can afford to give it away every month. 
My mom called me when she noticed and was yelling at me for being a crappy daughter and sister. I asked her to tell me exactly how much money they contributed to my party fund when I was away for school. Just so you know, the answer is zero. They also try to talk me out of attending university in Canada. I'm not sure how common the idea of filial piety is in other cultures, but it's a big deal in mine. She went off about it. I told her that they didn't need the money, and I had better ways to spend $200 than to gift it to my brother so he could get drunk with his friends more. She said that I'm treating them like children by restricting how they spend their money. I replied that I was not going to subsidize my brother through them, and that from now on, the amount they got from me would be $1,100, and that if they sent him money again, I would know and reduce their money by that amount going forward. My brother called me to bench me out about cutting off his money from our parents. I said that I hadn't. He was welcome to tell our parents to go back to back-breaking jobs at their age to pay for his partying in London. Then they would have my money to live off of and their wages to pay for his drinking. My boyfriend is on my side, as are many of my friends. Most of my family and people from my culture think I'm being a jerk. However, for the last two months, my parents have only been spending on themselves. I don't think LP's the jerk because all of this money they're sending back is not for that purpose. I can't fault them for being upset in that situation, knowing that a not insignificant amount of it is being redirected for no good reason. I fully subscribe to the idea that if I'm sending you all this money and you turn around and gift it away to somebody else, you obviously don't need or at least cherish that. Shoot, for all we know, it probably would have been $200 now and it probably would have inched up as time went on. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting to celebrate my 40th birthday despite my husband wanting to attend the wedding of our good friend who decided to have their wedding on my birthday? Our very close friend of 23 years has booked his wedding on the day of my 40th birthday. My husband's attending the wedding, as he's a groomsman. I do not want to attend the wedding. I want to do my own thing on my 40th birthday. I am a mom with two kids, work full-time, and get very little me time, and very little appreciation for everything I do for not only my own family, but for basically anyone who needs something. I currently detest the bride and groom. My husband has stated that he will not attend the wedding if I do not attend. However, he must attend due to being in the bridal party. Initially, I cried a lot over it, then I got over it and began planning my own celebration. Does this make me a jerk? I might be the jerk because we're very close to this friend. My question is, is it important for OP to be on exactly the day? Like, I'm just wondering why is the importance of having their 40th birthday celebration specifically on that day alone the only way to go? Does it kind of suck that you would have to not do it on the exact birthday? Sure, but what's the limiting factor from just pushing it back another day or two where you do finally have that day for yourself that your husband should gladly help you with? I just think it's very clearly a lot more reasonable to push your birthday celebration back a few days than it is an entire wedding, let alone utterly resent people for it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my dad borrow money for his stepdaughter? My parents are divorced. My dad screwed our family over in the divorce. He got into a lot of debt and left my mom to deal with some of the fallout, knowing she was a stay-at-home mom with no income of her own. He was somewhat controlling where that was concerned, and he didn't want the mother of his children working outside the home. Both households struggled for years because of his actions. As the oldest, I, 17-year-old male, had the burden of being made aware of this, which is something my mom yelled at dad for, because he encouraged me to get a job when I was 10 to help out financially. Mom was so angry at him. While still in debt and not even formally divorced from my mom, 
Dad met his current wife and moved her and her three kids into the house he was renting. They got married days after the divorce was finalized and wasted money my dad did not have. When I was 15, I asked mom if she would feel comfortable with asking for full custody of me. She said of course, and she refused to let me help with money. I had a small part-time job at the time. Mom got full custody of me, but my sisters still had to do the 50-50 thing. I stopped almost all communication with dad, but I can't entirely cut him off until I turn 18. My dad still struggles with money and there were times, so mom didn't try and make up for him, that I bought my sister's stuff for Christmas or their birthdays that would make up for him. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Instead, but they got him at home with me and mom. Dad became aware of this, and last week, he asked me to let him borrow some money for his stepdaughter's birthday, which was two days ago. I told him no. He texted me about 40 times asking for the money and saying he would pay me back March 15th. I said no again. I ignored the rest of the texts that came through. The day of his stepdaughter's birthday, he called and texted me a bunch and told me how upset she was to get no gifts and how crappy I should feel when I've made sure my sisters never feel that way and wouldn't do the same for a step-sibling. His wife also texted me saying I should be more compassionate. Am I the jerk? I really don't think this is OP's responsibility and it's just a whole group guilt trip effort. They're just trying to manipulate OP into feeling like a total jerk and trying to swoop in and pick up the slack and save the day for all of them. No thank you. Our next story is, am I the jerk for crying in front of my parents about my teddy bear? I, 14 year old female, am very much of an introverted person and would rather just bury myself in schoolwork rather than talking to other people. Last Monday, my distant relatives came for a little family reunion, all on dad's side. I wasn't home when they arrived, but I was notified of it before. I shrugged it off as usual. When I came home, I greeted my parents and other relatives that were present. After that, I just said my goodbyes and came inside my room, only to find out my teddy bear was missing. I searched everywhere. I couldn't find it. That bear is what I got from my mother when I was three years old to date. I've loved that bear so much I'd sleep with it every night, sometimes even vent to it. I was mad and immediately went down to ask my mom what happened and she just casually sighed and said I'm already a teenager and I didn't need it. She gave it to my cousin since my cousin really wanted it. I was furious about her giving it to my cousin. I never even allowed anyone in. I got mad and started telling her how much she shouldn't have done that, that she didn't have a right to touch my stuff with my permission. She just scoffed and crossed her arms. You can always buy a new one, it's not a big deal, she said and walked away when I cried there. I felt like I was being too emotional, but I really loved that bear. Am I the jerk? I really don't think OP's the jerk at all, and I think if they can, they should reach out to their aunt or uncle, and if they have a conscience and a heart, if you explain what happened and how much that bear means to you, they should give it back to you. That's the only right thing. This next story is, am I the jerk for being harsh with my neurodivergent sister-in-law? 
I recently gave birth to a baby boy, he's now 6 months, and I can easily say I've never felt so happy. I'll often call my son the cutest thing I've ever seen. He always giggles or smiles in response, it really is the cutest thing. I never once thought it would be controversial for me to do this, but I got into a fight with my sister-in-law a couple days ago over this. We were at a dinner and after a while my son started to cry, so I started to do the thing I had mentioned above. He immediately stopped crying. I then handed him off to my husband so I could finish eating. My husband then walked over to the window so he could keep our kid entertained. My sister-in-law then suddenly made a comment about how my son definitely isn't the cutest thing she's seen. I was a little put off, but just shrugged it off. That seemed to bother her, and she went on to say, He's actually quite boring looking. In fact, most babies are. You can't possibly think he's the cutest thing ever, right? I said she's entitled to her own opinion, and that I really do believe he's a cutie, but that only managed to make her more frustrated. And she tried making it her goal for me to admit that my baby really isn't that cute. Now, sister-in-law is 19 and neurodivergent. I'm not the most educated, but my mother-in-law said that's why she was so obsessed with the whole thing. I didn't really think about that in the moment and told her to knock it off and stop talking to me in like a super harsh tone. She immediately went quiet and ran to sit by her mom. She then proceeded to glare at me and my son the rest of the night. After my mother-in-law yelled at me over this, my sister-in-law has been making social media posts about being discriminated against by family members. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. I don't think they were necessarily out of line. Even if they are neurodivergent and that's why they were so fixated on this, I think it was still a fair line for OP to draw here. And I don't think behavior like that can just be excused in kind of the way that the other family members are trying to. Neurodivergent or not, you don't have a past to just be rude and anybody has to go, oh, well... Considering the circumstances, I'll just smile and try to ignore it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for demanding my husband allow our daughter to go on a graduation trip and prioritize her friends over visiting his family and paying for the trip against his wishes? Background info, my husband is named Brad, Valerie is our daughter who's in 8th grade, and Denise is Brad's sister. Main story, Valerie's school hosts a New York trip for graduating 8th grade. It's in late June, but the deadline to register for the trip and pay the fee is in two weeks. The problem is the date conflicts with the out-of-state trip we take every two years to visit Denise and Brad's parents. Brad's argument is that Valerie's at an age where the friendships she has now will most likely fade by the time she's an adult. And Denise and her grandparents are family, so she's going to regret it and realize what he's insisting on now is the right choice. The thing is that Valerie isn't particularly close with Denise or her grandparents on Brad's side. And she's told me that she doesn't want to visit her family on Brad's side if it means missing her graduation trip this year. And it won't be the same as if she went to New York as an adult. I argued my side with Brad and that Valerie will simply resent the trip to Brad's family if it means missing her graduation trip, as well as that we're all in good health and can reasonably expect that everyone will still be here when we visit again in two years. Brad is still insisting that Valerie will realize when she's older that spending time with her family is the right choice and will be thankful for it when she's an adult. Me and Brad are still on opposing sides, and I've told him that I'm going to sign off on Valerie's graduation trip and pay the fee out of my own savings regardless of what he says. Am I in the wrong for putting my foot down and making sure our daughter gets to go on this trip against Brad's wishes? Valerie has already missed out on so many experiences and didn't even get a 5th grade graduation because of COVID. 
She's worked so hard this year to improve her grades to be allowed on this trip, and I feel we need to make up for those lost events as much as possible. So, to be honest, as somebody that's never really put a whole lot of stock into family reunion type events, I mean, that's just how me and kind of my family were as I grew up, I completely am on board with OP here. I think that experience and that excitement for them will be way more fulfilling and rewarding for her than being forced to go to this family reunion. You can have another family reunion, you can see all of the family again, you can't redo the 8th grade graduation trip to New York. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience that they are desperate to go on. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to host my parents' friends while my parents are out of town? My parents are leaving the country for two weeks today, and last night, they dropped the bomb on my sister, female 21, and I, female 23, that a couple of friends of theirs and their kids were in town, and agreed to have them stay the night the day they leave. They would be at the airport by the time their friends arrive. My parents didn't ask for our opinion, nor mention anything until then, and I'd already communicated about my plans today earlier this week. I would be going to a friend's house this afternoon and coming back later tonight to arrive to another event early tomorrow morning, meaning their friends would be in the house until I come back for my event tomorrow. My sister and I did not agree to any of this. However, our parents put this situation upon us as our problem to fix. They made a fake promise earlier to their friends that we would be delighted to have them stay the night, but did so without asking us first. I am angry as I feel disrespected for not having a say on the matter, and I don't know how we can host and arrange eight guests to stay the night on such a short notice, none of them I'm familiar with. Am I the jerk? Honestly, I read this story and I'm like, how could OP ever be the jerk? I mean, it's just so ridiculous having eight people invited over without anybody else's consent? Told them that you'd be delighted to have them over? How could you be the jerk? This next story is, am I the jerk for not going to brother's wedding after my family ruined my relationship? Hey everyone, me, 22-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, have been together for two years now. We're both still in university getting our master for different areas of medicine we met on campus. He is tall, good-looking, thoughtful, smart, and hard-working. I think most people would even say he's out of my league. He has never made any bad comments about me or my family, and has even learned Russian to speak with them in their native language. Despite his efforts, my parents and brother are still being absolute jerks to him for no reason. They ignored him, talked behind his back, never invited him for anything, show no interest in learning anything about him or his family, and just completely reject him in every way. My brother, 27-year-old male, is the worst in all of this. Even though he himself doesn't have nearly the same level of academic achievements, or physical appeal. My boyfriend said that the feeling of not being accepted and having to walk on eggshells around my family and the tension this creates between us has made him reconsider our relationship. Last week, my brother got married, and of course my boyfriend wasn't invited, so I decided to not go as long as he wasn't invited. They decided to not invite him, so I didn't go, and now they're furious at me for doing so. Am I the jerk for not going? I don't think OP's the jerk. Actions have consequences whether they realized that then or now, and in general the family seems pretty toxic. I mean, it might be best just to focus on you and your relationship and what's important, rather than trying to save any kind of relationship here and risk ruining yours because he just can't stand being exposed to that toxicity. This next story is, am I the jerk for assuming my friends were paying for my birthday meal? This happened a few days ago and I've been conflicted since. 
Before my birthday, five of my friends asked if I would like to get some food and drinks out for my birthday event. I said, sure, where would we go? Mike said, anywhere you'd like. I suggested a nearby steakhouse that I've been to in the past. We all met each other there. Mike was quick to order himself a drink and started talking about appetizers. I said I don't normally eat them, but I'll try one. We ordered our mains and we all had ordered the steak and another round of drinks, at which point Adam also ordered a bottle of champagne. I said, you guys don't need to get me champagne. It's only my birthday. Nothing too special. When Mike said, lighten up birthday boy, have some fun. I did think maybe I was being too uptight and since I was being treated, it's not too big of a problem. I may as well celebrate. Mike started arguing with the table next to us because they threw a french fry at him. I tried to explain to him that they weren't even eating french fries. He had them earlier and must have dropped one. Then he stood up and started swearing at the table. There was a child at the table, about three years old, who looked absolutely shocked. I told Mike to sit down and he started pushing me saying, that man threw something at me. The waiter came over and said there had been complaints against us. Mike just silently drank his beer and Adam started arguing with the waiter saying the other table started it. The waiter said we needed to pay up and leave in the next two minutes before there was a problem. I said, thanks guys, do you want me to help pay? At which point they all looked at me and Adam said, you're the birthday man, right? You got money. I said, I thought you were inviting me because it's my birthday as a present. Adam chuckled a bit and said, weren't you the one that chose where we were going, bud? Adam got up to leave and said, let's go boys. I started to worry thinking they were pranking me or something and said, You can't really go. Then Adam started to walk away, so I grabbed him a bit and he looked at my hand and said, Get your hand off me, pal. I just looked at him and said, Why are you acting like this, man? They walked out and left me with the bill. I tried to explain to the waiter about the situation. He said, Someone's gotta pay, and your table was causing a lot of trouble tonight. I tried to apologize, but he just looked at me like I was dirt, so I just paid. It was most of my money. I spoke to my friends after and they just acted like nothing happened. I said, you guys need to pay me back. And I got several replies along the lines of, it's already over, leave it. So I haven't spoken to them in a few days. I received a few messages asking me if I am still crying or if I grew up yet. I haven't replied and I want to know if I was wrong to assume that I wouldn't be paying. The whole situation had me feeling weird. I mean, I guess in general, you probably shouldn't ever assume that you're not paying if it's not expressly said. But to be fair, I could understand how, considering the way things were kind of organized and shaped up, that maybe OP wouldn't be stuck with the bill. Either way, needless to say, these people I would not consider friends. Anybody who treats me like that and then after the fact, when I'm very clearly and very reasonably upset, goes, are you still crying or did you grow up yet? That person is leaving my life in that moment. Forget that. Our next story is, am I the jerk? My sister brought her dog and I refused to get in the car. I, 26-year-old female, arranged for my sister, 29-year-old female, to pick me up from the airport. We don't live with each other, but close to each other, and it's roughly an hour to the airport. She shows up with her little dog in her lap. I tell her to put the dog in the back seat. She says no. I tell her I'm not getting in. I'm like, why the freak would you bring it? It's freaking dangerous to drive with a dog in your lap. She says, deal with it. I say no. I walk away and get a taxi. Sure, it cost me money, but in my opinion, it's safer. As soon as I walk away, she starts blowing up my phone. Over the last day, she's been asking for gas money. I sent a simple text that said no. Am I the jerk here? 
I don't blame OP. In general, your dog shouldn't even be loose in the cabin, let alone sitting on your lap. I can't lie that I would be afraid too if I got in the car with somebody that I don't really know how well they drive and they have a distraction that isn't just like their phone, but a live animal that could do anything or freak out at any moment. I can't fault OP for looking at that and going, I'm not going to take my chances on this. The Grim Reaper ain't going to be able to catch me on this one. In general, if you do not trust somebody who is operating a vehicle, you can't be the jerk for not wanting to get in and not going for that ride. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.